<laughs> I'm so excited. We have a guest today. It's very exciting. I mean, it's, first of all, it's very sad. Jen is very sick and she has lost her voice. She is fine, but we had no choice. But it, well, let's be clear. I just said th- immediately, she was like, I don't have a voice. I can't record. And I was like, I know who I'm calling <laughs> because I've been wanting to do this episode forever. And so I asked Lauren Billings, one half of Christina Lauren, to join me today to discuss Hot for Teacher. Hot for Teacher! <laughs> oh my God. I think I was still in bed when I got your text and I was like, immediate yes. I don't care what amount of work is involved, immediate yes. <laughs> Here is the thing. Apparently, there was not a ton of work involved for either of us. No. <laughs> because that was like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I had to narrow it down. As soon as you, you texted, I was like, I had this long list. So exactly. Me too. So everyone on the podcast knows that, you know, I love this trope so much. Oh, first of all, welcome everyone to Faded Mates. I'm Sarah McLean. I read romances and I write them. And I'm here with Lauren. Hello. Introduce yourself, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lauren Billings. I am one half of the co-author duo, Christina Lauren. And uh, you also read a lot of romances. I one do. of us. I one get a lot us. of my recs from this year pod as well. <laughs> well, I'm going to, Lauren is about to fly to Germany to be with to be with her German readers, and I told her we were going to fill her uh, e-reader right up. Yes. Keep me awake on that plane, Sarah. I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm ready. All right. Um, so listen, this is my one of my very... I love a taboo romance um, in general. There are very few taboos that I won't wade into the pool for. <laughs> um, but for some reason, this one really scratches an itch for me. And Jen is a teacher, so it is it does not scratch an itch for Jen at all. Um, and so here's my thing. I was, before we started, I was like, why? What is it? Is it Anne of Green Gables? Does it go all the ah! way back? That is the origin story. <laughs> because Anne's teacher is very stern with her, and she, she calls him out on it. She sort of says at one point, well, um, you're not as stern and... Um, you don't set as high expectations for the other kids in school. And he's like, that's because I believe that you can meet them. And I'm like, I mean, it might be just like, there's that whole, like, who is the Anne of Green Gables hero? People have a lot of feelings. For me, maybe it's the teacher. Maybe it is. I mean, listen, there is no judgment here. That probably set off a lot of this particular uh, taste in many a reader back in the day. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Do you have a feel? Is there like a primordial teacher who you're like, oh, that's the teacher that I that or the professor who not in real life? I mean, we could talk about real life too, but no. I mean, I'm trying to think like what would be my origin, like what is my entry point into this, and I can't think of a specific book. I think I just, you know, I was such a I always had crushes on everybody growing up. And I think the idea of having a crush on a TA or a professor was just like so romantic to me, even though I'm sure it's like so inappropriate. I don't know. I just, I love the trope so much. Yeah. I mean, I also thought like, is it Giles Buffy a little bit? Like that sort of Mm. like. Okay, that fits. You know, that sort of, I feel like I'm not a fic person as we all know, but like, I feel like if there were a Giles Buffy fic, which I'm sure there is. 
Oh, for sure. Hit me up, first of all, everyone. I might that might bring me in. <laughs> I bet Adriana's got some good recs there. I mean, I always wrote Spuffy. I was a Spike Buffy writer, but mm-hmm. I could see the dynamic of Giles and Buffy. I really did like some of those. And I will say, like, even when I was writing like alias fic, you know, I like the sort of the handler agent, the sort of these power dynamics where one person knows more than someone else. Um, and I think a lot of the books that we're going to talk about today flip that on its head a little bit. Like I like it when it's done in a way that's unexpected, um, but still has that power balance imbalance. Right. I like it. But you've never written professor student or. We have not. I mean, in beautiful player, Will is sort of teaching Hannah how to date and how to be sexy. Right. Um, Well, I mean, sex lessons is like. Interesting that you bring that up because it does feel like sex lessons is also extremely exciting for me. And maybe like the Venn diagram does. Yes, I like it. Um, And speaking of like recently, Rachel and Solomon had business or pleasure where she basically is. He's like a bad lay and she's basically teaching him how to be good in bed, which I sort of love. And we did have in Josh and Hazel's Guide to Not Dating, Josh was her TA, but they weren't ever like hitting it back in that day. So, right. No, I don't think we've ever written teacher student although i'm not saying i wouldn't if i could no promises no promises yes (laughs) well i mean i don't know i don't know about christina but i do know that uh jen is an absolute no on that and and so that's why i mean fair i've been saving it up she comes by it honestly (laughs) it's true um, okay, so let's get into it. Our, I started thinking about the, I feel like there are a couple of different ways that this is really commonly seen, right? So there's the first version, which I think is probably the most common. And you tell me if you, if you like feel this way with your, with your books, but I feel like there is like one night stand slash rebound, which turns in and then like the next morning or the next week there's like a oh god what have I done yes I have a couple of those Uh (laughs) so and so I think that that for me feels like the most common version of this because it sort of elides the messiness of knowing this person is your professor or your student. Or your student, right. Right. Exactly. Beforehand. It's like the Pretty Little Liars version. Because in Pretty Little Liars, that's like in the first episode, the Lucy Hale character basically like has this hot night with who ends up being her like high school teacher. Yeah. So. Horrifying. But great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also think there's that too, right? There are these layers, the 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 layers of taboo really shift depending upon what kind of school we're in. For sure. And the age. All right. I mean, everyone, we should say, I, everybody's over 18 in all these yes. books for me. Like if yes. they, it's, and I, I realize that it's kind of impossible to imagine, but like for me, it has to be sort of codified that literally the like she was not even in his mind or he was not even in her mind right. until the day she turned 18. Right. <laughs> like there was just, 100%. Like a switch flipped and then it was fine. <laughs> That's romance science. Yes. We need that. That is a given. Um, so, all right. Well, let's, I'm, I'm happy to start or if you, I've, I I want to start with those like kind of one night standy books. Okay. I got a good one to start. Um, all right. You go. Okay. Let's do it. So, 
I just want to say at the outset, I was going to talk about The Love Hypothesis and Love Theoretically by Allie Hazelwood because those books are my crack. And I love the dynamics in academia. The voice is so great. I'm a whore for voice. But I assume that at this point, anyone who's paying attention to the pod and anyone who's paying attention to romance in general will have heard of these. So I'm just, I'm going to put those out up front because I think they really hit a lot of those buttons, but I want to highlight some that I think maybe some of your listeners might not have heard Mm -hmm. of. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is Unteachable. It's by an author named Leah Rader, who I do want to say now identifies as he, him, and goes by the name Elliot Wake. But for anyone looking for the book, uh, the author name remains Leah Rader, and that's R-A-E-D-E-R. So this book is really kind of one of the diamonds from I the new adult craze. That is a great title. It's a great book. So it's a diamond <laughs> from the age of the new adult craze, which is in the early 2010s. And there were just a bajillion of these new adult romances. And actually all three of the books that I'm going to be talking about today kind of came from that era. And I think that era had a lot of fun with this trope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the premise is that there's an 18 year old um, heroine. Her name is Maisie O'Malley. And she in many ways has had to raise herself. She's always felt much older than her years. Um, Her mother is an addict. She really wants out of her small Illinois hometown. All she wants to do is get out of this town, go to film school. And her instruction to herself at the beginning of the book is like, just don't fuck up your future. Whatever you do, don't mess it up. So at the opening of the book, she's at a carnival. She's kind of wandering around. She meets this incredibly hot guy. The way they meet is he climbs onto the roller coaster next to her. There's like an empty seat in the car. And they, um, on the giant downhill, they like reach out and grab each other's hands. And so she's sort of this cynical narrator. She's like, I don't want to say that this is like falling in love, but you know, there's something about a free fall and that's sort of how this feels. Um, so they hang out for the rest of the night and spoiler alert, they end up banging. They bang in his car. I mean, as expected. (laughs) And it is so good. The chemistry is totally off the charts. Um, they, the, I swear the sex scenes in this book are really, really good. And so, of course, school starts the next day or next week. And he is the new film teacher in town. He is the 32-year-old Mr. Wilk. So they initially sort of try to stay away from each other, and then they don't. And it is just, like, glorious. Um, So rereading this for this one, this one I reread a bit of it this morning, and it just reminded me how good it is. I mean, anyone who knows my taste in reading knows that I'm a total sucker for voice. Mm -hmm. If you can be clever or snarky or use words in a way that I've never imagined, like I will let people get away with absolutely murdering a plot if they just have really great voice. And this book actually has great voice, but it also has a good story. It's not just like snarkily and funny written. Um, the, the narrator Maisie is really cynical. She's almost hard to like at first, but you can really see initially from page one that it's such a self-preservation instinct. Mm -hmm. And what I love is that the moment that Evan, the teacher comes into the picture, he really starts to crack down some of that self-preservation like shell. And he really is the vulnerable one. He's been through some shit too. And he, um, kind of really opens her up and I just love their dynamic so much. Um, the writing is super sharp and beautiful. The chemistry is intense. I really, really, really love this one. So that is Unteachable by Leah Rader. Well, what I'm really excited about by that, and I've never read that, but I'm going to now, literally downloading it right now, um, is you, I mean, you sort of hit, you hit the nail on the head with like how, what the, the scratch that I need itched 
or the itch I need scratched for all of these books <laughs> is that sense of like they f- realize it's wrong and they try really hard to mm-hmm. not do it, like yep. to, to not let it go. And so all of my – all of my – the books I'm going to talk about have – a vibe of that, like this sort of just nobody. I mean, there's just no fun in it if they're going to be like, all right, well, we'll just sign the forms and like yeah, move yeah. forward. Well, and initially when Evan meets her, he's really obsessed with like, how old are you? How old are you? What's your name? How yeah. old are you? Like he wants to know. And initially she's just like, who cares? It's just like, let's just, yeah. let's just bang. And there's a reason why he's concerned with that. And I do think people who have a hard time with this book have a hard time with this reveal about him later. But I think like, I think that I am okay with books being messy and people living in gray spaces. And I just love the way this one was handled. I thought it was really raw and gritty and voicey and fun. So, well, I'm in, I'm going to read it. Literally this afternoon. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned Allie, and and you had mentioned uh, those the Love Hypothesis books ahead of time. And I said to you in on text, I was saving it for the pod, but I thought it was a cheat. <laughs> and here's why: because I actually and listen, I can already hear the like professors, the the tenured professors, like all the all, every tenured professor who listens to this podcast is like, that's not a cheat. But I'm like. When you're like a postdoc or like a pe- like deep in a your PhD, student. like uh-huh. a grad student, it feels different because it feels like, well, you're basically colleagues. Like it's even though I appreciate that that's probably not how it really is in my head. I'm like, it's just not. It's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I and will it's say true. it's true. I also have a series that I love very much. Um, that kind of so maybe this this podcast will it will go like. The easiest to like the the easiest to swallow to like the oh god <laughs> we're really boi- in boiling water here yeah um but I really love Emily Foster's Bellhaven series which begins it's two it's two books it's called How Not to Fall um and the main character is um she's a a, a postdoc and no I'm sorry she's a grad student and he is a postdoc mm-hmm. and um. She's like had a crush on him forever and basically is like, can we just do this? Like, can we just do this? Now, Emily Foster is also Emily Nagoski, who wrote Come As You Are, and she's a sex expert. And let me tell you who writes a hot sex scene. This lady. Somebody who like knows all the like biological everythings of the human body and orgasms. So it's terrific. Um, At the end, there's this great reveal that he's actually like – uh, he's British aristocracy, and then the second book is all about like oh how my. they navigate that. I mean, like takes it's a really, turn. I love really it. fun. So that's called How Not to Fall. It does end on a cliffhanger, but you can read both of them. Um, but that's not my pick. I just I thought about it as you were saying that. See, this is how I sneak them in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I have three rebounds turned. Um, two of which I'm going to just like name check. One is because I actually recommended QB Tyler on last week's episode, um, but she wrote this book called First Semester. There's, I think it's a duology. I don't know. It's either sis, twin sisters or whatever. The first one though, um, she <laughs> has gone to college. She has a full on rebound moment with uh, a, a guy. She meets him on, she's like new in town. She's like her 
her boyfriend was cheating on her. She's left her boyfriend. She's moved to, I think she's in D.C. And she's on a, like a dating app and she matches with somebody. And um, he kind of pushes her. He's like, where do you go to college? And she's like, I won't, I'm not going to tell you that because like, I'm not, I'm like, that's personal information. Like we have to meet. Like she's very put together, this this heroine. And then she realizes the next more, like after they've matched that, like he is actually her criminal justice professor. Oh, criminal justice too. That's got some <laughs> I know. Well, so here's the crazy thing. And I wondered if I'd sort of like unlocked a secret kink that I'd never accessed before when I was doing this list. Because they're all lawyers. All three Whoa. of them. I know. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by... My voice. No, I'm just kidding. By Ava Miles, author of The Paris Roommates. See ya. This is just proof that we never lie to you here at Faded Mates. When we say Jen is sick, it's not just because I want to talk about Hop for Teacher. It's because Jen is actually, her voice is just gone. Um, But let's talk about this. Let's talk about romance, not my voice. Okay, so this is the first in a series that are all called The Paris Roommates colon character name. Um, And this is Thea's book. And Thea's story is 10 years ago, she had this incredible life-changing experience in Paris as a, at a, a restaurant in Paris where she was learning to become a chef. Um, she lived with five other people in a Paris apartment and had like a magnificent year, like magical. Um, she goes home to the United States And everything kind of falls apart. She is a pastry chef and she makes these gorgeous pastries, but she can't really find herself. And she feels like she just, she's overworked and underpaid and doesn't know what she wants, except we know what she wants. Uh, And the book gives it to her because she gets a telephone call out of the blue that says 10 years later that this restaurant that they all worked at is in danger and um, she has you know, to go and help. She, yeah, she has to go. She's summoned back to Paris to help save this restaurant. Um, luckily, all of her roommates are also back in Paris to save the restaurant. Amazing. And there's a hot lawyer, Jen. Oh, and let me tell you something. Something that I just realized on this episode, this very episode, is that I have a kink for hot lawyers. <laughs> and I didn't know that. Anyway, stay tuned, everyone, because that's an interstitial that's coming. But there's a hot lawyer. um, And then, of course, just when she gets there and she realizes, wait a second, like, here I am in Paris living my best life. This is the choice I want to make. She gets the chance to return to the United States and run her own bakery in a small town, like a romance heroine. What What will she she choose, Jen? Well, as someone whose child is currently abroad, Mm -hmm. I would say definitely she should go home to her mother. (laughs) Just take this handsome lawyer with you. You exactly. can have it all. Pinstripes work here, See ya. too. See You can have it all. Um, if you'd like to find out what happens to Thea and the other Paris roommates, you should get on it with your monthly subscription to Kindle Unlimited. Thank you to Ava Miles for sponsoring this week's episode of Faded Mates. I'm going to say that, too, just so that it's clear for case, everyone. Sure. Thanks to Ava Miles for sponsoring this week's episode. I'm trying, everybody. (laughs) The next one is Chanel Clayton, um, who uh, many people know for her wonderful historical fiction. But prior to writing historical fiction, she wrote contemporary romances. And uh, she wrote a book called Playing with Trouble. 
And this guy is like a fail. He was like a 30 under 30 wunderkind like lawyer. And um, then he like makes this big mistake in his firm and he gets sort of kicked out. Now he's teaching at this very sort of subpar law school. And the heroine has decided that she's going to go to law school like as a to like change her whole life around. She's the child of billionaires. He's very wealthy too. And he's oops, her torts professor. Now, listen, this one starts great because they didn't rebound. It's, she's sort of rebounding in life, but they don't have sex first. They, she has been, it begins with her in torts class. And she's like this, she refers to the professor as God, like, because he's oh, so handsome. Yes. He's so Make stern. us want him first. Yeah. He's so stern. See, she that really adds does a good layer job. of like taboo too, because if they already go into it knowing, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Then it has this sort of like, oh, it's super forbidden. Yeah. Too. And yeah. he makes her, he's like, oh, you would love this. He's basically like, we're in her POV in the first chapter and she's like, uh, he calls on her. He's like, please, you know, like, analyze this case. And she has to stand up and, you know, it's very legally blondie. She has to stand up and do her thing. And then he's like, don't sit down. I'm going to give you another one. And he makes her do a second one immediately after. And she's in her head like, fuck this guy. He's such an asshole. Like, he thinks he's hot shit. And uh, then it switches immediately to his POV. And he's like, he's like, Doing it because he likes her so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which again is very wrong. Don't. But it's so great. <laughs> Listen, if you've gotten this far in the episode and you're like judging, no. <sighs> he okay. and he thinks to, he thinks to himself like I, I want her so like I call on her too much like I'm too into this woman and then of course like their lives intersect outside of school and they just can't keep their hands off. Please, each other. we want a hero who is just like out of control mm. when it comes to the heroine. So oh yeah, I'm, I'm here for it all the time. Um, but and then I'm just so I'm actually going to do all three. But and the 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 third is JJ McAvoy's Black Rainbow, where. They had a one-night stand, like, because he was a musician in a bar. But then it turns out that he's actually this, like, hotshot law professor uh, who all the students in this law school refer to him as El Diablo. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's amazing. Wait, so he just, like, moonlights as a rock star? He moonlights as a rock star. Listen, romance, as Jen would say, is unmatched. (laughs) Listen, always unmatched. And so he chooses El Diablo, chooses 12 disciples every every semester or whatever year to work closely with him. And they're all like vying for him to like to be with to be one of these 12. And she's like and he picks her. And so there's this back and forth of like, was she good enough to be one of the 12 or like is El Diablo's disciple or is it because they like fucked him? Because they bang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And is like, you know. (laughs) Dressing room. Anyway, those are my uh, – so I don't know. I have a thing about law professors, I guess. Maybe it's also because, yeah, law sort of codes the whole thing. You sort of nailed it with. But also – oh, yeah, that's true. It's kind of plays with people who should know better, right? Yeah. Like, I, it's interesting that two of my three are, like, theater professors or film professors. Like, in Unteachable, he's the film professor – and in Losing It by Cora Carmack, he is her theater professor. I love Losing It so it's much. It's so delightful. And it's so funny. And if you're looking for something that's like taboo-ish, but like taboo light, I think this is a good one for you. Like if you want to dip your toe in this sub-genre 
Um, so in this one, Bliss Edwards, she is a college student. She's in her 20s. She's sort of late in her college career. She's super sick of being the only virgin in her group of friends. And so she figures like the easiest way to get this over with is just to like have a one night stand. Rip it off like a man. Rip it off. <laughs> yep. She goes out with her best friend, Kelsey. She's like looking at all these men. She's super picky. She sees this super hot guy reading Shakespeare over in the corner. Oh, yeah. And starts talking to him. And he's British. And um, this all checks out. This is exactly how it goes. It's amazing. He's British. <laughs> he's adorable. He's like very flirty, has a little bit of like a dark side, like very seductive. Go back to um, the they live near each other. She ends up inviting him in for reasons that aren't worth getting into now. And she's like, this is it. We're going to do it. And just before they start to get it on, she panics and makes up a fictional cat emergency and like bolts from her apartment, leaving him naked in her apartment. Cora so is so fun. She's so fun. And it turns out like she shows up to school the next day. And what do you know? He's her new theater professor. So I think what I love so much about this one is it doesn't do what the reader expects. Like you and I were talking about how like a lot of times it's like you have this one night stand or this hookup and then like you think it's just going to be a one-off. It's like a rebound or it's just this like crazy night and you're never going to do it again. But in this case, like Bliss doesn't actually go through with it. They don't actually have sex, but Mm -hmm. she's humiliated. She's mortified by what she did. She feels like, oh my God, like the worst case scenario would be seeing this person again. And then of course she does, right? Yeah. But I think what I love too is that on their way to her inevitable virginity losing they are very like they explore stuff and they like talk about stuff and they both mess up and they fix it and it's just it's like very sexy and sweet and obviously funny and I just I feel like this one is a foundational one like it's a great entry point for the student the hot for teacher well that's really the balance too you sort of nailed you you hit it there because for these really so obviously there are also and I have one on my list. There are, like, one-handed reads that, you know, fall into this, this like, pile of kink. Right. Um, but for these books to really hang together as, like, legitimate romance novels where we believe in uh, earned and, like, long-standing happily ever after, right? Yeah. These characters can't be – there can be an age gap or whatever, but we have to believe they, like, know each other by the end. Like, yeah. it can't just be power. Right. And that they're not too broken, that it's just going to be messy and toxic for the rest of it. I mean, I do right. think that there is some amount of mess in unread- in Unteachable that, you know, some readers might have a hard time with. These Both of these characters are really broken in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But I think I like the way that they try and, like, address each other's broken bits and are honest about the ways that they're broken. And, um, you know, I think... I think it's really interesting. My my other wreck is like, actually, I think, I, I hope a lot of your listeners have read this one and the ones that haven't, I really hope they pick it up. I know this is not for, this is a not for Kate book um, for a number of reasons. Um, Kate Clay, everybody knows Kate Claiborne is. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Not, she's already turned off teacher. this episode. <laughs> yeah. She will not even listen to this, even though like we will, we, we love Kate. Um, okay. So the, the, the last one that I want to mention is On the Island by T- Tracy Garvis Graves. Um, she's just a phenomenally talented writer and she's still writing just really amazing books. This is one of, I think this is her debut. And, um, I don't know this one. Okay. So I'm so, I'm really excited for you to read this because this one is one that I think a lot of people, they read the premise and they were like, hell no, this is not for me, but I just want to assure everybody it is for you. This book is for you. So, 
30-year-old Anna Emerson, she's an English teacher and the parents of one of her students, this guy named TJ, who's 16 at the start of the book, they hire her for the summer to tutor TJ because, um, and they have this house in the Maldives. They're like, please come and tutor our son. He's recovering. He's in remission for cancer. He's missed a lot of school and we really need him to catch up. Can you come for the summer with us? And she's just like, she's in this relationship. She's not sure she wants to stay in. She's like, this is a good chance for me to get away from my life and sort of think about what I want and then come back and make a decision. She's like, sure, I'll get paid to do what I do in the Maldives. And TJ's super annoyed to go because he's like, I'm finally in remission. And now you're making me leave my friends Yeah, I want to have like a real life. I want to stay at home. So he's annoyed. Um, So the two of them are in this little plane. They're headed to uh, meet their parents in um, in the Maldives. And the pilot of the plane has a fatal heart attack and the plane (laughs) crashes in the ocean. What? Yes. And so TJ and Anna have to like find their way to an island and they have to like figure out how to stay alive. And of course, initially they think like they're going to be rescued right away. Right. Right. But like, I mean, days turn into months, turn into years. No. (laughs) And so I'm not going to say any more about it, but like these two people are like existing on this Brooke island Shields together. Movie. Was it Brooke Shields? Yes. The Blue Lagoon. <laughs> the Blue Lagoon. <laughs> um, like, at a time where he is turning from, like, a boy into a man. And she is, you know, there through all of this. So, honestly, I just want to know. I promise there's no underage weirdness happening. <sighs> like, it, it, everything feels very age-appropriate. And um, it's so, like, genuine and well-crafted that by the time anything happens, you're going to be, like, shouting at your book for them to, like, finally smooch um, and more. So the other cool thing about this one is its dual point of view. So you get to sort of see TJ both from, like, a young, grumpy, whatever, through, like, becoming a man and seeing Anna for, like, the woman that she is. And I just think this one is, like, so romantic and really perfectly done. Listen, I love it when a romance really throws everybody up against the wall and yeah. a plane crash and a stranded for years on a yep. deserted island is I'm I'm for it. Okay. Um I'm excited. All right. My next topic, and I know you have many more books on your list, so yes. jump in. But now I'm so I'm turning up the heat here because uh I wanted to talk about oh no, I accidentally turned it in erotica. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I got um, one I can talk about. I have two that are like, oh, no, I accidentally did something very bad. And one of them, you guys, is so filthy. I'm like, uh, like I'm kind of embarrassed. Hold on. But- let me immediately take notes. <laughs> so <laughs> headphones in. <laughs> Pencil in hand. Um. Okay. So the first one I've talked about before, everybody knows I love Charlotte Stein because I think yes! she writes a book like I've said, I say it all the time. She it feels like you are trapped in a phone booth with these like two people who are so hot for each other and you cannot like yep. make sense. If you, you haven't read Sheltered, space. I don't know what you're doing with your time. There, Sheltered is, I mean like I, there was, there was a period of time where Charlotte was writing and it was like. Literally every book just felt, yes. like, more and more intense. These two people just f- super into each other. Well, this one is called The Professor. Okay, right there that's the easy title. to remember. <laughs> exactly. 
the professor, and um, he's an English professor, and she is her student, and she is supposed to turn in, like, I don't know, five pages on, you know, I don't know, Pride and Prejudice or whatever. And instead, she turns in, by accident, a full erotica that she has written about him. Oh, hell yes. (laughs) This is amazing. And he drops it, like, on her desk, and it's like, see me. And she's like, oh, shit. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, and then, oh, you're going to love this too. Listen, you just are. I know you will. Because I was so excited. She goes to his office hours and he like critiques it. And he's like, what do you want him to do to her? Like, and you're like, oh my God. (laughs) I wrote it down. And then, of course, right? But then, What's so amazing about this book is like that's it's not you know like like we were just talking about it's not just these two just banging it out in his office because he knows almost instantly like this he is what he's doing is wrong like this is wrong and he ends up leaving leaving campus and like moving to Belgium like he like leaves the country and she's so like moved by him she's so the relationship that they had was so intense that she like starts to send him letters and she's and she finds him and then they like send these like super intense emotional letters back and forth where he's like you know putting on a hair shirt and she's like but I love you (laughs) You and then and he like kind of has to unpack a lot of trauma in his past. And it's, I mean, talk about baggage and emotion here. There's a lot going on emotionally for these characters. Um, but when they finally do end up together, it is like, oh, this is great. This is exactly what I wanted it to be. Like, I wanted it to be messy. I mean, like, it's professor student. It has to be messy. You want mess. We don't exactly. come here looking for like clean and easy. No, we go to other places for clean we and do. easy. We do. Not here. Okay, that one is that one's first step. That's gonna be first step. And then um, I have a real, real dirty one. Okay. Like real dirty. So, Let's hear it. Um, okay, I want to talk about Jade West. Who now? Like, if you've read anything by Jade West, you know, like automatically the dial is turned up to eleven on the filth right. factor. This one's called Teach Me Dirty, and it is, she is an 18-year-old high school student, but she's, like, it's, like, a, and it's, like, a private school, so she's had this, like, same art teacher for her entire career, basically, in this school, and she has had a crush on him forever, Um, and he, of course, has never noticed her until she now is 18 and a, you know, a senior or, like, in her final year at the school. And um, he's looking – she is a magnificent artist. And he is, like, a teacher who is, like, you are a genius. Like, you're – I can mm-hmm. tell you're a genius. And he's leaning over her sketchbook, like, looking at, you know, something she's been doing. And he accidentally knocks it off her desk. And the thing explodes with just, like – Horny drawings. Oh, yes. Of okay, so this is a little bit like dropping the erotica on, like turning yeah, it in as an assignment. Exactly. Like this, both of these professors are like, so you're and a piglet, then, and I like it. <laughs> and he's like, we have to talk about this. And she's like, we absolutely do not have to talk about this. <laughs> and then there's like, there's like a little bit of like, there, she has a best, oh, a best friend who's a woman who, or who's, you know, who's also 18. And they are um, like, like there's 
There's some, like, sexy stuff with her friend, like, fantasy-wise, related to this professor. And there's just, it's very horny. And there's a lot of sex in this book. And we don't hate it. Listen, I'm not going to not recommend it, is what I'm saying. (laughs) We don't get mad at these sexy books. Exactly. Uh, So those are my two, like, turning up the heat books. This week's episode of Faded Mates had a sponsor that fell through. (laughs) It's true. This whole episode. And it's not my voice, by the way. We're flying by the seat of our pants with this episode. (laughs) You will hear more about that sponsor in a few weeks. But we figured that we'd take this moment just to talk about two things. One, did you know you could sponsor Faded Mates? (laughs) Uh, Jen and I will do a delightful read of your about your book. Or your business. Uh, or your business. We'll talk. Or your best friend. We'll talk whatever about want. whatever you like. Um, or your best friend. Oh, my gosh. What a birthday gift. Sponsor an episode of Faded Mates and we'll talk about your best friend. <laughs> anyway, we'll do a fun thing. We'll do some banter. It'll be great. And uh, you'll reach a very large audience of people who really love romance novels and love and friendship and everything. And you and your best friend. Um, so you can do that by reaching out to ads at fatedmates.net or you can go to fatedmates.net and click on advertise and all the information is there along with an email address and you can learn more about what it's like to advertise on the show. But we also have something cool to tell you. Yeah, Listen, I have a cool thing to tell you and I didn't talk about it on the episode with Lauren and so I'm going to talk about it here which is it is October and that means that it is the time of year that I teach Start Your Romance Novel Today which is a beginner romance novel writing class. So, and what I mean by beginner is literally you have a seed of an idea. Maybe you've written a couple chapters. Maybe you're almost at the end of your first draft. Maybe you've never thought about writing a romance novel at all, but you're like, that sounds like it might be a fun thing to do. Next month is November. That is National Novel Writing Month. Right. And it's the perfect time for you to get started on November 1st and write 50,000 words by the end of November. Look, I've never done it, but Alexis Daria has. And look at her. She has look like at a her whole go. career. Anyway, this class is on October 29th. It's by video. It's about two hours long. You can join us. The recording will be available for the entire month of November. And you can find out more about that at sarahmcclain.net and click on class when you get there right on the main page or... As always, check show notes. Yeah. So everybody, we um, hope you'll think about advertising with us. We love to talk about your books, and we love to talk about everything romance-related. So the sky is the limit. And Jen sometimes does ads where she can be understood. (laughs) Okay. I mean, so this is making me think of a sexy book that I read a while ago. It's Aroused by Nina Lane. Mm-hmm. And it's the first in a series. This one I think is interesting because it's about Olivia and Dean Liv. Is, she goes by Liv and she's an undergrad. She meets him. He's a professor. He is not her professor. Mm-hmm. And so the the interesting thing about this book, there's a lot. It's very sexy. It's very sensual. But it goes back and forth in time to when they first meet when she's an undergrad and five years later when, she, when they are married. Ooh. And they are sort of dealing with some stuff that has come up in their marriage that is sort of a result of the power imbalance of what they dealt with when they first met. So that she has just lost her job and she has this feeling of sort of being 
constantly making choices based on his career and his life. And um, there's a decision that she makes or that something that happens early in the book and he doesn't necessarily agree with the way she's handled it. And so you sort of get to see them as a married couple going through like pretty normal, like married couple um, rough patch stuff. But also you get to see the hot intensity when they first met. And Mm -hmm. so I really think this one interplays with it well. And there's like, there's, it's very high steam, but it also has like a lot of sort of this really yummy angst and like twistiness that comes in it too that has a yeah. payoff. Yeah. I mean, I love all the ways these books it, like deal with the power, right? Because obviously when you come at a book that has such taboo in it, I mean, you wrote Beautiful Bastard, right? Like there's, you you know, the struggle of like, okay, well, there is a natural power dynamic here that has to be rebalanced. And of course, like in romance, the whole books, all romance is about power. Um, But it is fascinating to me how like each one of these books comes at power in a really different way and has to rebalance it. Um, You know, often it feels like, especially when we're dealing with like young, young characters, like, you know, 18, 19, 20 year olds, like the power ends up balancing with, you know, the the teachers leaving or the professors like, you know, yeah. changing jobs so that it feels, it feels okay. Yeah. And actually, you know, that makes me think of a book that I read forever ago. That is one I recommend to so many people who want to like this dynamic, but don't want it in like kind of real time, which is mm. Ain't She Sweet by Susan Elizabeth. <gasps> That's Elizabeth on my Phillips. list too. Yeah. It's perfect because this is like, it's so good. I mean, so the character Sugar, she's like, she was sort of the mean girl, right? This is like a mean girl coming home redemption story. She was genuinely terrible. And she's coming home. She got him fired. Yes, yes. And so she comes home and the hero is the high school teacher that she got fired. And now he's like a successful novelist. He's living in her childhood home. And he like drags and he makes her go through it. And I oh, think yeah, like, they punish her. I mean, she is they, she is sort of the sort of primordial, unlikable heroine for yes. me, like in the sense that she feels unredeemable. Yes. In the way and she of, and she kind of knows it. I think that's what I love about it. As she comes in, she knows that. And there is mm-hmm. like, you know, the redemption story there is, I think, very well earned. Um, and so for anyone who likes the dynamic of teacher student but doesn't actually want to read it when they are teacher student, yeah, I yeah. think this is like a really this is a great choice. And they're older, so it's like 15 years, I think, 14, 15 years after yeah. she graduated. Yeah, so. and he come, he comes home, He come, or he's returned and he's like, just, he has written a book about the town. Yes. And so he's like a, a hero in town. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's, I mean, that too had to have been one of my early, like, that's a Susan Elizabeth Phillips books, a Phillips book, and it is, Sugar Beth might be my favorite of her heroines, and... So that must must also be part of why it's hardwired in. Also, like all the other stuff, Guardian Ward, like all those mm-hmm. old school historical oh, yeah. things that just felt, you know, teacher student. Yes. Give it give me all of it. Oh, I know. Guardian Ward's very difficult to pull off these days. It is. Uh, it is. But <laughs> listen, I, I don't want to encourage people to keep trying. <laughs> I did. I wrote one and literally the the joke was that in the first chapter, like 17 people died before he inherited the dukedom, the house (laughs) and the girl. Right. (laughs) He was the last. 
Um, okay, so I, my last one is this one is this one's out there, you guys. It's a four hundred level, I think. This is a fa- <laughs> it's, it's a little like fatal attraction, but make it romance. So okay. <laughs> Um, it's called The Unrequited. It's by Ooh. Saffron Kent. Ooh. And it is set on a college campus. And the heroine who has been through it and has an on-page, check your content warnings for this. I mean, obviously, check your content warnings for all of these, but check your content warnings for this one. She has, like, a substance abuse problem. Um, there's, you know, she has a, a traumatic past. And she is on campus, and she sees this, like, wildly handsome man like walking through the quad and she follows him and is like who is this man she like follows him into a class and sits down at the back of the class and it turns out he's a poetry professor on campus he is not her professor but he's a professor and she like basically comes back every day for this poetry class and he is drawn they are drawn to each other but she like basically like this is pretty close to stalking and it's really interesting because this obviously predates like dark romance as a category Mm -hmm. but I think that it could be it could lean into this except it feels so much she's so Saffron Kent has has thread this needle so perfectly that it actually feels you understand, like, why she is mm-hmm. drawn to this man and, like, drawn to him, like, personally, drawn to his, like, mind, but also just, like, drawn to the idea of somebody who's just, like, stable and mm-hmm. calm. Now, the twist here, and it's not a twist in the book. I'm not spoiling anything. But the twist here is that he is also married. Oh. And he has this relationship where he it, he and his wife have a child And the child was born, like, during a very fraught time of their marriage, and they've decided that they're going to, like, stay together because they have this child. But his wife hates him. Like, they are not – they do not have a loving relationship in any way. Mm -hmm. But there is also this kind of layer of, like, how is this all going to work out? Because Mm -hmm. the power is so weird. The heroine has, like, a lot of mess in her life. And then on top of it, he's married and has a baby. Like, oh my gosh, it's so intense. And again, feels very much like Saffron has this voice of like where you feel just like you're in everybody's, you're so close to everybody's thoughts in her books. And um, it's very intense. And I actually really love this book. I I read it in one sitting and I've I've read it multiple times since Mm -hmm. I read it the first time. But it is. Not for all markets. Like, what's it is the title again? The unrequited. The unrequited. I mean, I think you know. Sometimes we just want a super messy book. We want a really um, intense read. Sometimes we're just looking for that book that's going to gut us for an afternoon yeah. and then put us back together or not. But and like, you know, Saffron Ken, I've talked about on the podcast before. She does this. She sort of specializes in these taboo romances, like Mm -hmm. often a pretty significant age gap. And there isn't, I mean, there's an age gap here because of, you know, the dynamic, but it's not intense. Um, And she does, you know, like best friend's dad. Like she does a lot of these, but instead of them being kind of like, here's a novella, like Jessica Kane style, right? Like here's a novella about my best friend's dad. These are like 400 pages of like really intense 
feelings around yeah. this. And so this is it, my shit. I'm it, so excited. You're, I mean, like if you love the unrequited saffron, I've just opened a saffron Kent world for you. And okay, I the love portal, her the portal is, is open. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. I also think knowing how much you love voice, like mm-hmm. she is an undeniable voice. You could show me a page of any one of her books and I'd be able to tell you it was her. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So that's my last one. Do you have any more that you just must talk about? I think I covered my like must discuss. All right. Yeah. I think I'm good. Well, I have like 15 others, but I think these are the ones that I want people <laughs> to run out and get. These are them. Yeah. What tell, so, all right, tell everybody. So you're going to Germany right now. You are in Germany currently. This episode will run while yes. you are in Germany. Yes. Um, so if you are in Germany listening, maybe Come you say can hi. Go. Yes, hi. we're going to be in Munich, Erfurt, and Berlin. So. so fun, so fun. I know. And then what do you have coming up? Um, We have a lot of travel, but we're drafting our next book, which is our 2025 book right now, which feels like made-up time. But a million years from now. It mm-hmm. does. We But next year we have an Amazon short story that is so freaking adorable. I cannot wait for people to read it. We have our Disney Tangled book, which comes out in June. And then we have another romance coming out in May that we have not yet announced or talked about. And so there'll be more information about that soon. Mm-hmm. And then, so people can see you, tell us where we can see you for the, for the, like the next couple months. You're in Germany, you're going And then to- we're in France. We're doing the Festival of New Romance. We'll be at the um, book festival in Guadalajara in November. And then we're not going to be traveling until probably April or May. So we have a little bit of downtime at home, which will be really nice. Yay. Yeah. Well, everyone, if you haven't read Christina Lauren before, what are you doing? What are you doing? People? We've recommended about all of their books at I one point or another. We're delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm. Also, their most recent book, uh, The True Love Experiment, is an absolute love letter to romance novels. So, yay. Oh, and I should say the paperback for that is coming out in early February. I should know the date and I don't, but it has both of the exclusive epilogues that were in our special editions for Target, Barnes & Noble, and it'll have a sneak peek of our upcoming book. So, <laughs> yay. Yay. So fun. Yeah. Um, so that is that where people can find you at Christina Lauren. Yep. Everywhere. Everywhere. And Lauren, thank yeah, you so thank much you for, for pinch hitting, on. for jumping oh in. I'm happy to anytime, I, especially this one. It is a real <laughs> treat. So if it does, if it, anything occurs to you in the meantime about like what, who that primordial teacher was for you, yes. the one that, the one over. that implanted the button. I want to know all about it. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, in my life, there was no real life hot teacher. I never had a single hot teacher. Maybe, maybe for the best. Yeah, probably. We'll just live it fictionally. Considering, considering this as a career, yes, probably for the best, (laughs) or else I would have been a weirdo. So, um, anyway, everyone, this is Faded Mates. I'm Sarah McLean. I'm here with Lauren Billings, one half of Christina Lauren, uh, filling in for Jen Prokop, who has lost her voice but is on the mend. Uh, you can find us at fatedmates.net. You can find us online at fatedmates, uh, at fatedmates on Twitter, at fatedmatespod on Instagram. Or if you just really love hanging out with us, you can join our Patreon, which you can find out more about at patreon.com slash fatedmates. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, we hope you're making good choices out there uh, and reading whatever you like. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> None. <laughs>